Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwich. Well, hello, dear listeners. Welcome to a Friday afternoon cup of coffee with Carl Bates edition of Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. Speaking to me is the I Follow Maestro himself, Mr. Carl Bates. Welcome to the show, Carl. Yep, thanks, Nick. Good to be here. Um, Carl, it's been a funny old week at the Den. It's been a funny old four games, really, four draws on the spin now. And you know, a lot of debate online. I, I think we've we've come close to those four draws could each in their way could equally have been four wins, couldn't they? I mean we we've come close on each occasion, but obviously goal scoring remains our um you know our, our main issue at the club. It does. Um as you rightly say, you look at the last four games, Mill could easily have come away with maybe say two, maybe even three wins yeah. out of those playing well enough defensively, aren't they? It's just as you say, just getting those goals. Yeah, I mean, there's a great stat that you've put out earlier on. I'm just trying to find it on my iPhone. Kept 11 um, away. There it is. Clean sheets in 16, most in the calendar year. And there's a gif of Bart giving the old um, OK sign. Yeah, 11 away league clean sheets in 16 games. That is that is quite a defensive feat, isn't it? I mean, I, you know, I know it can be frustrating to watch chances go begging at the other end, but you've actually got to take your hat off to that kind of defensive work. Yeah, you have. I mean, football, I know it's obvious in a way, but football is all about attack and defence, and Mill defensively are just rock solid. And that's a, that's a fine line for Gary to try and break up to an extent to offer more um, as an attacking threat, you know, he has tried, the, you know, he has tried obviously the three at the back with a four. We're playing two up top, one in behind, or like we saw um, during the week playing Ben Thompson just behind Troy Parrott. But yeah. he hasn't been helped by injuries. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Mason Bennett's now out, isn't he? Mahoney. Yeah. No, and it's an injury crisis and it, it does reduce his options. I mean, we had this conversation on the on the show that we did last night. Um you know, when when you, you're speaking about half the, uh, uh, you know, half of the experienced squad there. I mean, uh, Billy Mitchell being out for some time there, Marlon, um, Bradshaw. Um, these these are all in their different ways and their different styles. Quite tough losses for, and it just reduces Gary's options to to change a game, and the, the game needed changing on mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday night. And this, you know, his ability to do so is fairly limited. I mean. I, you know, we can all um, we can all moan about the same faces coming off the bench, but what else can he do? I mean, some argue bring the kids on, but I think that's quite a big 
um, ask for for youngsters to come into you know a league game with points on, on the uh, on the table and you know one mistake can can really put a kid back for some time so I can see I can see why he brings the experience into the game yeah and um, I mean looking at the team that lined up um, during the week the thing that stares almost screams at you from an attacking perspective it's the man who got the goal it's Jed Wallace he scored mm. five of Millwall's 11 league goals this season I mean, what a goal what a goal you caught wasn't it just yeah wasn't it just um, but then you look at his goals uh, off, and this is a, totally off the top of my head I may be wrong I think three of those have been set pieces two penalties and that free kick yeah, so he hits a fine free oh, kick, doesn't he? Um, we've seen it one. last season, we've seen it now, obviously this season. Um, I think I think it's one of those in the, in the moment when you've lost points. Although we drew the game, we lost points. It felt like that to me on on Wednesday. It can be quite frustrating. I sometimes think it's hard hard for people online to to truly. Um, get a handle on the fact that we're actually performing really well um, in terms of the league table because for us to be sitting I think we're 10th as as you and I are speaking on Friday afternoon is actually a pretty good performance given our resources compared those with some of the teams we're up against and the budgets they bring to the table Carl it's it's a pretty good showing given the handicap of the injury list as well I mean it's I think I think it's um, it's hard to take that step back sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, you look at uh, Millwall's side it, from a financial perspective, not how much they're worth now, but how much Millwall brought them in for, and you put that up against a lot of teams, and they may have one or two players. I mean, look at when I was doing my research for the Reading game, obviously they played Bournemouth. Solanke, who was up front for Bournemouth, probably cost as much as Millwall's entire side, and that's yeah. one. That's one player. And then you've got a song longer at Middlesbrough, various other ones like that that have cost 10, 15 million pounds. And then you look at Millwall's record signing and it's around the one, one and a half million mark, I believe. So that's a huge difference. And I'm not trying to make excuses remotely, but I think that's just something we have to bear in mind, especially when with such a small squad, a few injuries all in the same area in regards to an attacking threat. Because we haven't just lost Marlon Romeo, the player that links up with Jed Wallace. We've also lost the Brian Leonard of the team, which gives us that legs in midfield when uh, Sean Williams and Ryan Woods are similar players and they like to sit in the hole and pick yeah. the passes around. Yeah. So it's just things like that. It just doesn't help. No, I mean, I mean, Reading came into the game Wednesday as one of the, you know, they, they've been on a little bit of a lull after, after a blistering start. But um, they're a team that can certainly show an attacking threat, which was nullified. Um, pretty well, and then obviously it's up to us to to get the goal at the other end. And on, on another occasion, some of those chances that we had would have got in. We've had no luck. I know you make your own luck, and that, mm. the only thing I'd probably pick the side up for sometimes is the you know we, we we didn't take our chances, but the more chances you create, the more chance there is of one going in. I think possibly that's an area that Gary will be wanting the team to improve on chance creation because just weight of numbers at some point means you you, you must get more goals if you make more chances. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, Jed Wallace again, a constant threat wherever he pops up on the pitch. The only worry for me, and I'm sure it is to Gary, and Gary's mentioned it quite a few times, is Jed burning out. And especially yeah, with the amount yeah, of injuries we've got, yeah. that's a lot of legs that Jed's putting into that side as an attacking threat. Troy Parrott's just coming back to fitness. Ben Thompson put in a great shift playing as a more advanced striker than Troy half the time. I think that may have been, I don't know, we'll see Saturday, that may be just to try and protect Troy and allow Ben to do the run, the legwork of charging, doing the high press the first sort of impact player and allow Troy to get some rest because the last thing you want to do is 
Centroid bombing off, chasing down fullbacks, and then suddenly comes up short after an hour when Millwall were so short of players. And obviously, Scott Malone filled in on the left. Fergie came on afterwards. Um, I, again, no idea. I haven't got the inside track or anything. But I would imagine maybe Ferguson's pushing for a start if Millwall line up with a similar formation playing ahead of Murray Wallace. Right, those, I always those two like, up quite well, haven't they? They do, and I like Shane Ferguson. I think his his story at the club is a fantastic story. And every time mm-hmm. he comes, he tends to come into a game. He doesn't seem to be a starting um, player, um, rightly or wrongly. I think there's a debate about that. Mm-hmm. But I think whenever he comes into a game, um, especially teamed up with Matt Smith, where the the, the, the quality of Ferguson's crossing and the mm-hmm. ability of Matt Smith makes for for danger. And I think, I mean, clearly that. <laughs> Some will say Smith is, um, you know, has his limitations, but his his strengths for me are palpable. I mean, I think any time that mm-hmm. Matt Smith's in that six yard box, you 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 know you you you, you the, the the chances of a goal are, are, are multiplied. So it's gonna. Uh, Parrot was an interest. Found him. Um, he looks like he's a, a very intelligent boy, Carl. I, I think he looks like he's really going to go the distance. I mean, his early days and he's only young. Mm-hmm. And all the caveats, but he does look the part, doesn't he? Yeah, the the first thing that impressed me was that he was not afraid to have time on the ball. A lot of players would think, right, it's my full league debut. You know, I want to impress, want to just just play something simple. But he'd take the ball, take two, three, four touches, try and get the bigger picture, and then lay the ball off, which I thought was a, a really good. Thing. A couple of times he held onto it too long, but I'd rather have that than he just tries to play a quick pass and pings it straight out of play when there was a lot better things available so yeah it looks like an old head on young shoulders absolutely I, I can't remember which game it was was it was Cardiff where <clears throat> I think it was for the John Daddy the John Daddy um, chance that was actually well saved I thought but um, I think Troy had the intelligence to see that he was offside if he'd have touched it and I can't remember which game it was it might have been midweek it might have been the <clears throat> the one last Saturday but he, he did show a bit of awareness there and I thought that's 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 a great sign in one so young so fingers crossed um, Birmingham City versus Millwall. They've not won in four games, Carl. Nope, that <laughs> we is true. Have, we haven't won in five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, could, I could make it sound worse that Millwall have, <laughs> only only Millwall have drawn more than Birmingham. Birmingham have drawn six this season. Millwall seven. That, if that helps anybody else <laughs> turn to the drink early. <laughs> I don't know if people still do the treble chance, but that would be one that you put down as a draw, score draw, <laughs> uh, banker. Um, I always find the Birmingham an interesting side. I mean, they they are an interesting club in many respects. They they always think they should be bigger than they are. You know, they're 17th in the, in the table and they will want to put an end to their bad run. But I think it's quite a winnable game up there for us. I could be, um, you know, crucified for, uh, for for the mill sin of optimism. But I, I, I think that's a game that we must be... Gary Rout will want three points there, won't he? He's one of his old clubs. Yeah, I mean, we're unbeaten in the last four there. Um, I think we've won, we've won the last three up until last season, which was obviously the draw, Willow scoring that cracking strike from the edge of the box. So we've got a good record there. Um, Karanka, I think, lines up similar to Rowett in regards to, he was, you know, very similar at Middlesbrough, plays quite narrow. They're defensive first. You know, they don't score too many either. They sort of build from the back. Obviously, they've got the sort of usual suspects there. Mm. Sort of George Friend. You know, they're the captain, got Harley yeah. Dean, and there's obviously they've got good players up top. I mean, Jutkovic, um, Jonathan Lecco as well. They've just brought in um, a guy from AC Milan. I don't think he's going to get international clearance in time. 
Halilovic, or I couldn't pronounce. I'll have to learn his name if he does start. But it was it was <laughs> it wasn't easy looking at it. But he's only literally just signed, so I don't yeah, think yeah. he'll get international clearance. So I think they're going to be similar to us. I think it's going to be quite a, a chess match early on. But as we've said, or as I've said so so often during Millwall season under Rowett, Millwall need to score first. We do, we do, we do. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. You, you, what, what time are you going to get there tomorrow, Carl? I mean, you're, you're obviously commentating for I follow. What time do you arrive at the stadium for, for pre-match? Um, I'm normally there nice and early. Normally get there sort of 12, half 12. I like okay. to be at the ground early just to get, get set up, make sure there's no problems there, just know where you're going to be sat, where you're going to be um, speaking to Gary after the game. Just, I don't know, I just... I've always have been this way, even you know, before COVID reared its ugly head. I yeah. like to get to a game, just sit in the stadium, and sometimes almost just daydream, just sit there thinking about all of the great games that have been played in front of you. Thinking, for example, when Tomo scored a couple of cracking strikes in our victory over there during wasn't last season, season before, um, and and things like that. It's just you know, football stadiums to me are very, I don't know, spiritual to an extent. So I quite enjoy just sitting there. And, Normally, it would be just watching the atmosphere slowly build up while you're just getting some latest team news, um, just speaking to the guys that do a similar job to myself, but for Birmingham, just yeah. on get how they're playing, who's playing well, who isn't, just almost exchanging homework notes to an extent. Am I right in saying that this is how you'll line up and what have you? Just builds you up nicely to the game. It's not the same as a builder, obviously, as a fan who go down the pub, have a couple of beers, chat with his mates, come at the ground and what have you, but nonetheless, you still have your pre-match build-up. Well, on that subject, we've got some moderate good news with the return of some fans for the Tier 2 areas and Tier 1. I don't think there's any professional clubs in Tier 1. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> tier 2 areas, certainly, um, and the Lions are looking at a 2,000 um, capacity against Derby. I mean, this is this is the start of a long road back now, Carl, isn't it? I mean, you've been quite um, vocal on social media about some of the uh, illogicalities of, of, of the situation over the past, well, the summertime and, and, and then into the new season. Um, good news. I mean, I think we combine that with a vaccination programme. I think we can start to see something that looks like normality coming back. Do you see it that way? To an extent. I mean, obviously, 2,000 fans is fantastic to have that amount in the ground. I'm sure the den now sound more like six, seven, eight thousand mm. fans are there it'll be i think the best thing will be alex pierce coming out as usual clapping the crowd now <laughs> someone clap back at you, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the first highlight of the day but when it when it started though i mean we all were fantastic getting everything in place very quickly with the yeah. hand sanitizers yeah. Yeah. You know, temperature checks they explained to um the efl etc this is how we're going to run things on a match day i haven't seen it but apparently it was a very very thorough and well documented um, article that went over to them um, they went through what they would do on a match day so on and so on the, the ground was proven to be COVID secure as I'm sure a lot of other grounds were. I'm sure I'm sure most will be Carl I mean hats off to our club because we mm-hmm. know we know what good work they do but I, I, I believe all of the clubs you know um, from what I've seen on, on, on social media I think they've all given it the best possible uh, go at producing a safe situation I think it's um it's been a crying shame. I mean, obviously, the the the, the virus and its advances mm-hmm. is, a, is a completely different subject. But um, the impact on on our sport has been, well, and sport generally for that matter, has been immense, mm-hmm. isn't it? Absolutely immense. It has, and the frustrating thing was that everybody 
you know, at the start of the pandemic, it was explained that you had to get your place of work COVID secure. Football grounds had done that. They'd done pilot games. That had gone perfectly fine. There was no rising cases in those specific areas. But yet they decided obviously quite a while ago, no, there's going to be no sporting events for six months. Everybody behind closed doors, case closed, move on. Yeah. And that there was no logic in that. It should have been surely, if you would like X percent in your ground, you must be able to do boom, boom, boom. If it's not this, you dun, dun, dun. If you can't do any of that, I'm sorry, no fans. It didn't seem to, I mean, easier said than done, I suppose. But nonetheless, it just seemed to be far too easy just to strike sport off the list. And I, I did, that really riled me, as I'm sure it did. Um, a lot of other people so it's really nice to see fans back again I think it'll be a very emotional occasion at the I think it will be so long yeah I think it will be um so yeah um let's 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 hope that um this continues with with um, increased capacities as as the months go into the uh into the springtime we'll keep our fingers crossed on that front. And, and I'm really glad that I'm not and that's not, probably not going to come out correctly but I'm really glad that Millwall's first game in front of fans will be at home because unfortunately from a Blackburn perspective they're classed as tier three so yeah, there won't be are. any fans at Ewood Park on the no. second so first game back with fans will be um, at home to Derby <laughs> That's wonderful stuff from Carl Bates. I hope you've enjoyed this little um, cup of coffee with Carl. I'm going to call it all with K's. Cup, cup of coffee with Carl. That makes KKK. Maybe not, listeners. Yeah. No, I'll, we're, maybe we're, I'll scrub that time. Progress. <laughs> work in progress. Um, big thank you to Carl. Um, enjoy your day tomorrow, mate. And um, hopefully we'll talk to you again very, very soon. It's been, it's been fun. Thank you. Yep. Thanks again for having us on. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Over the Millwall. Till next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.